0: I'm Jason Aaron, and, and we're screening on, on the, on the spot. spot, and we're getting to know me through movies. Hooray. Awesome. Man.
1: I'm so excited for this interview. Yeah? Yes. Yes. Good. You are you have a very interesting and cool background, which I had to read about because <laughs> I'm not a comic book person, yeah. but I am into Marvel movies, so cool.
2: Yeah.
3: I, I guess I undersold you when I told them that I was bringing you on, but maybe that's a good thing.
2: Oh, sure. um, you not. were really pumped for this one
3: I was pretty excited that you were agreed to come on I'm friends with uh, the guy uh, the guy who runs Elite Comics and so he had shared oh, sure. that yeah. uh, you were going to go there to do a signing and so I was like oh that's a pretty good time I should reach out to Jason Aaron and see if he wants to come on the podcast um, and I'm glad it worked out so thanks for coming on
0: Yeah, shout out to, to William at Elite Comics <laughs> in yeah. Overland Park that's
3: thanks right. for hooking us up with a yeah. guest yeah. Like, <laughs> um, yeah they're really I like that that's my go-to comic shop because I live in Overland Park. So Yeah, me too. That's okay. my local shop. Perfect. Um, so it's cool and exciting because you write comic books and stuff, and not just comic books, but you've written for Marvel and you've written all kinds of stuff. But you live in Overland Park, is that correct? A prairie Village. Prairie, prairie Village.
0: village. Okay. okay. I grew up in the South. I grew up in Alabama. Okay. But, I mean, I've lived here for now 22 years. Is that right? I'm, I moved the day after the first X-Men movie came out. <laughs> The first you know Brian singer yeah. Yeah. Wow, movie. yeah saw that on Friday drove here on Saturday what was
1: <laughs> the draw to Kansas City
0: uh I had had family here my sister had moved here so um you know I graduated graduated college in in Alabama and just kind of wanted to go somewhere else mm-hmm. that's where I'd always been didn't know really know where I'd wind up D- didn't know that I would be here you know that I would stay here um so kind of moved here out of the blue loved it. You know, my comic career developed while I was here. I got to meet a lot of, you know, we have a really great comic community here in, in, oh, wow. in Kansas yeah. City. So, yeah, and I'm still here. Still, was that something yeah. you knew
1: when you were coming to Kansas City? Were you already into oh, writing? Oh, no, I had no idea. No yeah, idea. I
0: mean, I was definitely already into, into comics. I've been reading comics since I was right. a kid. And you said, you know, pretty early as a kid that I wanted to do that for a living someday. I had no idea how you went about doing that. So I went to college, loved to write the whole time, so I was always writing, you know, crappy novels and doing movie reviews and that sort of thing, anything I could write. Um, And just kind of took until, it was 2001 when I won a Marvel Comics talent search contest. So after I had moved here, I drove to a convention in Chicago and there was this kind of weird contest Marvel did, which they had never really done before and they haven't done it since. So it was just kind of this odd one-time thing that I drove up to Chicago and entered and ended up winning. And that was, you know, my first published comic gig.
3: And then the rest, it's just how it it just went, went from there essentially. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: you know, it took another five years before I had something else in print. So it was like probably the, the five years I've worked the hardest of all (laughs) the years I've been, you know, working in comics, uh, just pitching things, writing things. Um, And then my, Kind of first full gig was a Vietnam War comic at Vertigo, which was, you know, like the mature readers imprint of DC. Mm-hmm. And that kind of led to the next thing. And then from that, it was just sort of one thing leading to another. But
1: Do you feel like you've helped grow the comic book community here in Kansas City? I, I mean
0: I don't know that I can take credit for that but <laughs> I, mean, I think there's all there was already a really good community when I moved here there's certainly more people who've you know some of it's the Art Institute I think attracts has always attracted a lot of people so there's a lot of people around that but for whatever reason it's just like a it's a cool confluence of, of folks who work in all different parts of comics big mm-hmm. companies small companies artists writers a little bit of everything here. Very Did
2: cool. you know at a young age that that this is what you wanted to do, or when did that spark happen?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I learned how to read from comics, so I've kind of always been reading comics. Um, I can look back; I've still got the, you know, like the first books I I ever bought off the spinner rack. They're sitting on a spinner rack in my basement. Um, so I, I think it's pretty quickly like I realized I want to do this. You know, somebody writes these stories. I l- also loved to draw when I was little too. So maybe I wanted to draw them, but um I, i'm terrible at drawing these <laughs> days I, i'm terrible at pictionary or whatever <laughs> um so yeah i said pretty early like yeah i want to do that but had no clue yeah. you know how you did that And me i w- i lived in a small town you know in uh in the deep south so there was really nobody in my neck of the woods who who wrote for a living let alone wrote comics uh we'll talk of you know we'll get to like the one person when we talk about the movies the one person <laughs> yeah. I knew who did write, Um, so it just took me, you know, until I was almost 30 before I was able to figure out how do you get a foot in the door of this Mm. this industry.
1: What are some of your favorites, like growing up? Favorite comics? Favorite comics Mm -hmm. that I read?
0: Um, You know, I started out as a big DC kid, so a lot of Batman. Um, There were sort of odd, mostly forgotten DC books in the early mid 80s, like Atari Force. And Blue Devil, those are books I latched onto. I think because they started like at the time I was, you know, going mm-hmm. to the spinner rack. You see, like, oh, that's the number one, Like Brand new, had, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. So grab that. Uh, but it was a great time to get into comics. You know, like I was kind of right before um, DC's big Crisis on Infinite Earths event, which was really great. Um, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns came out not long after that. Elmore Swamp thing. Um, new Teen Titans was a huge book that I was into. You know, that's where those characters like Raven and Starfire mm-hmm. and Cyborg, which now are, you know, are huge, like all over yep. cartoons. Like that's kind of where they first came about. So those, that's very much the stuff that pulled me in. Then I eventually found Marvel and found the X-Men. And, you know, that's pretty most of my career I've been working at Marvel. Mm-hmm. But I definitely started as a DC kid.
3: Yeah. Is there any character that you've written for that when you got the opportunity to do it and were actually getting paid to do it, that just kind of felt like, holy crap, this is unreal.
0: Oh, I mean, I'd, I'd say that about every character yeah. I've written, you know. I mean, I think it's definitely a big thing the first time you put words in the mouth of Spider Man. <laughs> um, I think the first time I did that was I was writing Ghostwriter. That was my first, like, ongoing gig at, at Marvel. And I was due as one page where I was going to have a cutaways to a bunch of different characters. Characters reacting to you know Mm -hmm. this event that was going on, and one of them was Spider-Man. So it was just in one panel, said probably you know two balloons of dialogue, but I think I worked all day on just those two two lines of dialogue because it was (laughs) Spider-Man, right? Yeah, I thought. Amazing. I think whenever you first get that gig. You know, there's always that feeling of like, man, I don't know how I snuck into this party. I'm <laughs> definitely not supposed to be here. <laughs> some point, somebody's going to tap me on the shoulder and say, you got to go. <laughs> so it's like, I want to try to write as many characters as I can before they throw me out. So I think everybody has that impulse. Spider-Man was definitely one I went for. And yeah, it mm-hmm. feels, I mean, it still feels like that anytime I get to write Spider-Man. But, mm-hmm. you know, I could say that about, about so many of the, of the characters I've gotten to work on. Sure.
1: I have one last question before we move on to the movie portion. Um, Justin was telling me that you worked for Marvel, so in like m- in my brain, like there's a Marvel headquarters in New York or something like that, and you have to be there to write. But you can do that from anywhere. Like you've been working for them for how many years now, and you've been doing it all here in Kansas City, right? So you don't have to be right. Yeah. wherever they're based out of to, yeah that's the one of the great
0: things stuff. yeah about about this job these days is I you know I work with people who literally live all over the world mm-hmm. like I'll work on books where you've got three or four different countries represented just on the people working in that book yeah Marvel is still based in New York there's still a, a you know Marvel headquarters there I haven't been in a few years you know since COVID most really those people are all still working remotely at this point but Back in the you know the old days, we would go there. I'd go there two, three times a year, and we'd have big meetings in the offices, which was always cool. Um, But yeah, every every time I travel, I get to travel and do comic conventions all over the world, and it, it you know literally every time I go to another country I've never been to, I'll meet three or four different artists who I've worked with over yeah. the years mm-hmm. just never met face-to-face mm-hmm. before. That.
1: That's, that's really cool. I mean, they had the remote work thing down before <laughs> yeah. everyone figured it out yeah. the last, like, couple years. Yeah, that part was not a big change
3: for me <laughs> <in> the <laughs> last <three laughs> few years,
0: yeah. With freelancers, we've all been doing that for a while.
3: Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, as far as a Kansas City connection goes, especially something that's very cool is that you actually wrote the Thor comics that inspired the most recent Thor movie in the MCU. So I wanted to ask, were you, was it your special, idea specifically to have J- uh, jane foster take over the thor mantle or was that something that sort of was happening and then you already happening but then you got a chance to write it
0: no that was that was my idea that was you know i'd, I'd been writing thor for i think a couple years at that point mm-hmm. i think that was like two years into my run um and had always wanted to do it you know i i made the idea of worthiness kind of a big part of my uh, run from the beginning sort of the idea of Thor is a God who always questions his worthiness and he's got this hammer that tells him in some sense whether he's worthy or not. I really like that idea as a, you know one of his main motivating factors that every day he wakes up and looks at that hammer and he knows he picked it up yesterday, but he doesn't know if he's going to be able to today. And that's really one of the things that drives him and mm-hmm. makes him the hero that he is. So given all that, I knew I was going to get to a point where one day he's going to wake up and he can't pick it up you mm-hmm. know, for whatever reason. He's unworthy. And that sets him off on a, on a particular journey, and then it opens the door for somebody else to come in and pick it up and wield it for a while. And I, I knew right away that I wanted that to be, Jane. I, I kind of already, you know, she was, she goes back to sort of, uh, I think the second appearance of Thor was mm-hmm. Jane's first appearance. She was kind of always a part of the book. She was always a supporting character. She was the, the love interest. She was the nurse to to Thor's alter egos, you know, Dr. Donald Blake. Mm-hmm. So she kind of always, had always been around, but she'd never been like the center of that corner of the Marvel universe. And I had um, established in, in an issue where she popped up already in my run that she was dealing with breast cancer and that that was a thing she kind of, she didn't want Thor's help with. He's like, let's go find some magic to fix that. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. like, no, that stuff always comes with a price. I'm going to, you know, do this my own way. So we just, we'd seeded that. So I kind of knew right away, like, okay, if, if she's going to pick up the hammer, like, you could, it all kind of fell into place to be what I think is the most traditionally sort of Marvel story I've ever told. And that, you know, the, the Marvel stuff, the hook of it was always like Spider Man, he's, he can do all these amazing things, but everybody hates him and he struggles to pay his rent. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's always this sort of, uh, a human struggle, of being, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So with Jane, you know, she's she's dealing with with breast cancer. She's going through cancer treatments. She's got to pick up the hammer to go be Thor, go save the day. Every time she does that, it sort of neutralizes the effects of the chemo that she just took. You know, it kind of purges that from her body. So when she comes back to being Jane, she's sicker than she was before. So she's kind of killing herself the more she does this. Mm-hmm. Well, at the same time, flying around, loving be getting to be Thor, loving being the center of, you know, the the Thor corner of the Marvel universe, loving getting to hit, um, you know, Odin in the face with a (laughs) hammer, like all that kind of stuff. So it it definitely felt like an old kind of throwback Mm -hmm. Marvel story with a lot of emotional weight to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, that story went on for, you know, like another four years or so of my run.
3: Mm -hmm. Which was also um uh, most of that was in the movie, too. So I was curious, did you have any idea that that's where the movies were going to go? Or did you just kind of find out when they announced it at Comic-Con like everybody else?
0: I think, yeah, I found out about the Jane part of it, I think, when they announced it. I mean, I'd kind of, you know, I'll hear rumblings. I'll hear mm-hmm. things get passed down to me that, hey, maybe they're going to deal with some of your stuff. But didn't know it for sure until... You know, Natalie Portman walked out on stage and picked up the hammer.
2: Is that, um, I'm not as familiar with comic books as uh, Justin uh, over here, but is that something that's kind of common um, for, you know, you'll write something for comics and, like you said, you've been working on that story for uh, four years? Is that common for Marvel to come in and to say, ooh, I want to take this part of this? um or is that just something that just happened
0: i mean yeah i I think these days you know marvel's producing so much content marvel studios in terms of you know multiple movies a year all the different shows they have on disney plus you can look at those and see they they're pulling from a lot of Mm -hmm. different it's not like they just take this one book and adapt it any one of those shows pulling from a dozen different comics by a lot of different creators so at this point i've I'm, I'll be surprised of like, oh, I I did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll pop up in, like there was a little Doctor Strange bit from my run that popped up in the Spider-Man yeah. movie. So it's, you know, they're pulling so much stuff sure, from sure. so many, even books that are brand new that kind of just came out. You'll see stuff mm-hmm. pop up from those in the, in the shows or the movies.
3: Um, was it pretty exciting then to see um, the story on screen? especially as a, probably as a fan or as well, like, or maybe frustrating, but I yeah, no, okay. <laughs> I guess, I guess what was the feelings when you yeah. got, to, cause I know you got to oh. go to the premiere too. Is that right? Yeah, I got to go to the premiere.
0: I got to be a little involved, you know, in the process and kind of talk story mm-hmm. uh, with Taika Waititi and see some of the early cuts and sort of give thoughts. So it was cool to, to be a part of the process in sort of a bigger way than mm-hmm. I ever had been before. Yeah. The whole thing is cool and weird and surreal and, <laughs> Um, to see, you know, characters I created like the, you know, the villain in the movie is also from a different part of my run mm-hmm. um, to see, you know, that they're action figures and Happy Mills mm-hmm. toys and go to, going into LA to the premiere and there's giant, you know, uh, posters mm-hmm. of the characters throughout the city, all that stuff. Very, 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 very weird. And um, you know, cool. I mean, it's still like the, it's sort of different from what I do, right? Like I still come home and I sit in a room by myself and I write comic books and that's what I want to keep doing. All this other stuff is just sort of, you know, gravy, mm-hmm. um, that, that I would certainly enjoy, have fully enjoyed, you know, being able to go buy those happy meal toys and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff and see, see little girls dressed up like Jane Foster and right. Halloween. Um, but at the end of the day, like regardless of, of, how things get adapted like the books I did the books I wrote they're still there they still exist mm-hmm. you know hopefully people will see that film want to know more go pick those up and, and, and check them out that's a really cool way to
3: look at it mm-hmm. um, well then before we start asking our movie questions I'd like to ask about your your new um, your new comic Once Upon a Time at the End of the World
0: yeah it's a it's a new original series I'm doing with Boom Studios it's um, probably the the biggest most ambitious um, creator-owned book I've ever done, and that it's set in the post-apocalyptic wasteland. It opens with these two young characters, a boy and a girl who meet each other, um, you know, in the ruins of the old world. Um, something sparks there. They set off on this adventure, adventure together with sort of dark forces chasing after them. That's the first, really the first five issues of this book. When we get to the second arc, we pick up with those characters when they're grown up, they're adults, they're, they're trying to settle down and sort of rebuild civilization. Um, jump ahead to the third arc. They're, they're old at the end of their life as the planet itself is also kind of breathing its last. So it's, we follow these two characters and their relationship through three different periods of their lives. Um, each of those arcs is drawn by a a, a completely different art team. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then those, those, um chapters will also interweave at times and we'll cut back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really you know the story it's like a love story um, in a, in a time of ruin. Um, but you know not just the part of the love story that's people meet and fall in love, which is mm-hmm. what we usually get, but kind of where do things go from there and all the the sort of joys and struggles you know that that come with that.
3: Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And, uh, well, I saw Garth Ennis gave it a pretty glowing review, so that's, uh, for anybody who knows Garth Ennis, I guess that's a, a pretty <laughs> a good stamp of approval.
0: Yes. Yeah, I'm a huge Garth Ennis fan, yeah. so anytime he says something nice about me, I get all giddy. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out this coming
3: Wednesday. Okay, next cool. Week.
0: Oh, yeah, November 23rd. So awesome. So just in time for Thanksgiving, and I will be at Elite Comics in Overland Park signing, signing copies.
3: That's really cool. Do you try to get out and do that as much, sin- since you're... Well, I mean, local. I haven't in about four years. Oh, sure. So this would <laughs> be the, for okay. the first store
0: signing I've done in a long, <laughs> long time. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I I like doing shows. Like I just the first international show I've done in years. I just um, went to like a month ago in Greece. So oh wow, that, that was really amazing. So that's cool. You know, I, the comics have afforded me the opportunity to see a lot more yeah. of the world. That's I awesome. think
1: I've decided you have the best job in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you don't have to deal with people on yeah. a daily yeah. basis. You get to, work you get from you home. Get to be yeah. in a room by yourself, work from home, you get to travel, get to do right, what you love world, and write. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you get to travel the world right. and sometimes mm-hmm. see your characters make a uh, splash uh, on screen. That's neat.
0: Thanks. I agree. Like, I feel <laughs> that way. Literally every day I get up and, you know, go upstairs and I don't have to put regular pants <laughs> on I'm sitting there in my pajamas, my beard uncombed, yeah. you know,
3: just making up stories.
2: That's so fun. Yeah.
3: All right. Well, let's get to know you a little bit better through movies, if that's okay.
0: Cool. Yes, absolutely.
3: Uh, what is a movie you saw way too young? Oh, I mean, <laughs> probably lots of movies. Um,
0: You know, my, my mom was, was super supportive and kind of any weird thing I'd pick up at the video store, um, she would rent for me. So definitely- Like I saw Road Warrior, I think was the first movie I ever like rented and Uh watched. Um, I I remember going, it wasn't even a video store yet. It was like a back corner in an appliance rental store, you know, in town. (laughs) that had movies. And every day I'd go there and Road Warrior was always rented out. So eventually I saw it and loved it. But that opened the door for me to like wanting to see all the other crappy, like post-apocalyptic movies of the time which none of them were road warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Most all of them were, you know, w- way more adult than I probably should have sure. been watching at the time. So definitely, definitely a bunch of those. Yeah. Say.
3: That's a, that's a good answer.
1: What is the first movie you remember seeing in theater?
0: I, th- I think E.T. E.T. was, was that 82? I think so.
1: And did he scare yeah. you? Because like I, I always like saw him way too young, and I was like terrified of oh, you. Yeah, when I was a kid. No,
0: I don't. I don't think he. I you just fell like, oh, in what love a with cool him. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I remember the line, the line to get into the theater, like was incredibly wow. long, like going down the mm-hmm. block. And I remember like my mom crying at the end. Like mm-hmm. I was kind of looking up. Like I think I've seen my mom cry before, yeah. but she's crying when ET's got to go home. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it, that and. I mean Empire Strikes Back like the 2 I vividly remember the theater experience for both of those.
3: That's really cool. I get excited when people mention these movies that are considered classics now cuz uh I was a little too young for it and we don't I feel like besides something like maybe Endgame being a huge deal, I feel like we don't get a lot of those that I wonder if in 20 years we're going to be like, "Man, it's really cool. I got to see that yeah, movie in a theater, you know."
0: That, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, you're right. I don't know. Um, and now, you know, movies are so readily available. You're watching them on that's you know, true your true. phone. But back then, it was like an event. Like, right. you, you know, everybody was going to see mm-hmm. E.T., the whole world. So, um, yeah, I don't know that we have quite the, the, the same sort of experiences these days.
2: Yeah. Is there a uh, moment that you remember that's your um, biggest memory from going to a movie, your most memorable memorable experience?
0: I would say probably... Uh, when Pulp Fiction came out, mm-hmm. like I was a huge loved Reservoir Dogs, mm-hmm. so I went to see Pulp Fiction opening day in the morning uh, with my mom again, um, and there were dudes there like in their Reservoir Dog suits, <laughs> like it was perfect audience for that. Movie. Uh-huh. Not not a huge crowd, you know. This is back in Alabama. Um, great crowd to see it with. Then I went to see it again later that day with my friends, like so I saw it twice. Opening day There were definitely Like as I was going in The second time There were people coming out Looking at me like Weren't you just here <laughs> uh, I loved so, it so yeah, much that, I had to see it twice yeah. Yeah. yeah And I saw that movie Probably more in the, in the theater Than I've ever seen Any other movie
2: I, I think it's awesome That your times. mom Would take you to It seems yeah. like so many movies She seems very supportive Yeah, yeah. Of She
3: did
0: yeah and, you know And she uh, She bought me All the comics I wanted to read mm. I remember um Told this story before But um Like I Read Watchmen, Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons' Watchmen when that came out and, and like blowing my mind. But none of my, I only had like one comic book reading friend in my mm-hmm. small school and he was more of a Morrow guy. He hadn't read Watchmen. So I didn't have anybody to talk to about mm-hmm. it. So my mom read Watchmen, oh, you know, so she oh, and I cool. could, could talk about it.
2: Yeah.
1: What did you think of the TV series? Did you watch that at all?
0: I did. Yeah. I thought it was really good. It was really, really, yeah. I, yeah, I thought it, uh, I liked it a lot. Um, you know, hats off to to Damon Lindelof Mm -hmm. for what he did with that show.
3: It was really impressive. Yep, for sure. Um, Is there, or what movie or movies do you find yourself quoting the most?
0: (laughs) I don't know if anybody even knows what this movie is, but um, Walter Hill directed this movie back in the 80s called Crossroads with Ralph Macchio. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like um, this kid who wants to play the blues and Mm -hmm. he goes on this journey and at the end there's this incredible finale where they he has to do a guitar battle against the devil's guitarist <laughs> <laughs> for the soul for his own soul and the soul of his <laughs> friend love that movie uh-huh. um so I, I mean i saw that in the theater when it came out i've kind of always loved it most people don't know what it is yeah um, was
1: that post karate kid or pre-karate yes, karate kid i think it was
0: right after the first karate so it was like he was at his yeah his hottest <laughs> the movie you know nobody saw it
1: I thought you were um, going to say the Britney Spears Crossroads. Uh,
0: that's second. what I was thinking.
2: I'm glad somebody else thought about that. I was that's like, what Spears? everybody yeah. says when I yeah. mention that movie. Uh,
0: but I quote that movie a lot. I mean, it, and usually just the last 30 minutes. Like I, my son, who's 17 now, he had seen the ending of that movie so many times. Because literally every, like, every four or five months, I'm like, I need to watch the end of Crossroads. I'm <laughs> that a, and eventually he's like, can we watch the whole movie? Yeah. Like, I've only which the rest of the movie is good, but it literally hits that point when it becomes a different movie and, you, and it's uh-huh. like, what is happening? I'm going to um, have to add that to my list. Yeah, I heard
1: it's on a streaming site. Mm-hmm. Do you I, watch it on Netflix or anything? I don't do
0: know. That's own a good qu- I own it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I know of I'll it. Let, I'll let you guys borrow it. Okay, <laughs> there we go. But I, I quote the ending of that movie a lot. Like the, the, I don't remember the actor who plays the devil in that. Mm-hmm. Probably my favorite movie. Really? version of the devil. So <laughs> That's awesome. My my son hears me quote that a lot. That's <laughs> great.
1: What is your favorite movie with some sort of tie to Kansas City?
0: Uh, that's a tough one. Um, well, I uh, Don Cheadle's from Kansas yeah. City, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's in. He plays a great role in one of my three movies that we'll we'll get to, Boogie Nights. Um. So yeah, I think him. I mean, I do love. I love Robert Altman's Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I've only seen a few times, but uh, you know, I'm definitely a big Robert Altman fan.
3: Yeah, uh, Nashville is probably my favorite, although I love The Long Goodbye. I kind of feel like it's like the underrated Altman movie. That's sure.
2: What is a movie that you wish more people would see? Crossroads. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That's a good one. It sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: then they would get your movie references. Yeah. Right. quoting it all the time.
0: That's, I mean, that's. I usually just quote that at home. You yeah. know, yeah. it's sort of like... I quote movies and I dance just for my son or yeah. you know, my girlfriend. Like, that's it. I keep
3: it within a tight circle. <laughs> well, um, at least these three people will be extra yes. people who have seen, yeah, well, yes. have seen Crossroads. Cool. Well, I'm, mean, really yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm really excited to watch it. I don't even know I'm
1: really excited.
0: Like, again, I've shown the ending of it to a lot of people, but I don't know what people really make of the movie overall, so uh-huh. I'll be yeah. excited. We'll do a follow-up episode where you talk about
3: Yeah, that, so. Yeah, for sure. Um, is there a, do you have a favorite superhero movie or comic graphic novel adaptation?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think a superhero movie, I would probably say Captain America, Winter Soldier. Oh, I love Winter Soldier. I think that was really hard to beat. Um, I mean, it, of course, like, you know, Superman still holds a really special place in my heart. Um, those first two Tim Burton Batman movies, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. cause those were. Love those so much when they came out, but yeah, probably for just saying best overall, probably Winter Soldier. Um, but I mean, comic book overall, I, I really love Road to Perdition. Oh yeah, um, you know which I,
3: one I forget is even based on a comic. Yeah, I was, I I was about I to say I had that. No idea that yeah. it was based on a comic.
0: Yeah, it was I can't remember who published that book originally. Like it was not very widely widely read, but mm-hmm. um, that's a really really good movie.
3: Yeah, it is. Um, I uh, forgot what I was just gonna say. There was something you mentioned earlier. I was gonna. We can just move on. Sorry. <laughs> was it more crossroads talk? <laughs> yeah. Know, right?
1: What's a movie people give you the most grief for not seeing?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, everybody's always got holes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I had never seen Goonies until like two years ago. Oh wow. really? Wow. Which was, which was. I don't know why. I mean, it was the perfect yeah. day. It's one of those that just kind
3: of slipped between yeah. the mm-hmm. cracks. But did you like it when you watched it? I did, but okay. you
0: know, seeing it when you're an adult, yeah. Right. You're yeah. in your forties is yeah. not quite the yeah. same yeah. as seeing it <laughs> It's one of those like, oh really? Like I waited this long to see what the fuss was about.
3: Um It's one of the handful of movies that I made my wife watch that she had never seen as a kid. Oh, so yeah. she watched it as an adult and was like, This is same really thing, dumb. Yeah. I don't know. She's like, I don't get it.
0: <laughs> um another one was Mary Poppins. I'd never oh, seen yeah. Mary oh, Poppins yeah. and my, my girlfriend rectified that. She was <laughs> horrified. So that's two that I have recently yes. seen. I'm sure there's others sure. that I haven't that I'm not thinking of.
1: Any Marvel movies you haven't seen?
0: No, I've no, I've definitely seen all those. I just <laughs> saw Black Panther recently. Um I mean the, that became a thing like my son and I would go see all those mm-hmm. in yeah, the theater yeah. do you, you keep
1: know? up with all the TV shows too now that they're all coming no, I'm definitely a little behind on that yeah. it's hard, to hard there's a I lot I lot feel like that would be shows. really hard I, to keep was, up. Um, yeah. I was really down on She-Hulk for a long time I'm like I have no yeah. desire to watch She-Hulk and then I watched it and I was like oh this was yeah, really, really cute and fun so Good. I'm trying to keep up on the, all of those too there's a lot
3: there is, yeah. and Then Star Wars shows. Yeah, Star Wars shows else. are coming out. Right? I know it. It makes the rewatching really difficult because, yeah. like, sometimes, usually when like a new Marvel movie is coming up, I try to either rewatch all of them or at least as much as I can oh, leading man. up. But now it's it's a, it's a feat. Yeah. It's a, really hard to do that now. Yeah.
2: Is there a movie or movie character that you can relate to the most?
0: Not directly. I mean, again, I grew up in a small southern town. I was a quiet, nerdy kid who just liked to read and loved to write. So. Um, I mean, I would say that I like I grew up kind of in a house, sort of out in the woods. So I spent a lot of my time just like playing in the woods, um, which was look back at it now was like work-related research I was <laughs> doing. So I was de- I've like I've always been a big Tarzan fan. Like I loved mm. Tarzan comics, and I loved kind of the different. It's one of those I'm fascinated by any character that gets reinterpreted over the course of decades, right? Sure, I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I do for a living. So I definitely made up a lot of Tarzan stories running around the the mm-hmm. woods behind my home in Piney Woods, Alabama. <laughs> um, so
3: yeah, I guess weirdly Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is a movie that you always defend no matter how bad people say it is? Crossroads. Is <laughs> it yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I mean I would if somebody <laughs> was who's saying somebody that, that it's bad. Yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean I definitely have had some of those experiences of, which I'd love of being in a theater and watching a movie that I am totally enjoying and you realize everybody else in this theater hates this movie. <laughs> so one of those for me was Eyes Wide Shut. Like oh, I yeah. saw that. I'm a big Kubrick fan. I saw that opening night and if you're you know, there was so much speculation about that movie mm-hmm. and excitement about it and Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. were a big thing and Kubrick had just died and so I think you had a Bunch of people in that theater who'd never seen a Kubrick movie right, they before. They didn't know what they were in for, and they were like, "What is this?" <laughs> uh, and I loved it. That's still yeah, one of my favorite movies. I think it's kind of inched its way onto my Christmas movie. Oh yeah, morning, that's
2: so funny. We a have a friend who movie. he watches it for Christmas. Yeah, that's so funny. Oh, good. Yeah. What the defun- Can I ask a side conversation or <laughs> sidebar, however you say that? What is what defines a Christmas movie to you? Like, is there a scene with a Christmas tree and you're like, that's a Christmas? I mean, kind of. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I think, you know, once once it became a big thing of like, oh, yeah, Die Hard is definitely yeah. a Christmas movie. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. it becomes, what other non-Christmas Christmas movies can yeah. we mm-hmm. wedge in there? Yeah. So, well, Lethal
3: Weapon is one we've, Lethal Weapons one sure we talked about. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, exactly. Any shame, pretty much any shame.
0: Yeah, that, movie, that,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Just Friends has become one that well, yeah. we tend to watch a lot. And I didn't even think about it as a Christmas movie. And then I'm like, well, yeah, duh. That's yeah. all that's around Christmas. Definitely a
1: like, Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite movie soundtrack?
0: Uh, that's a tough question. I mean, I uh, I like a lot of Philip Glass soundtracks, um, scores. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I can't listen to music or anything when I'm working. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there have been times I'll listen to like, you know, orce- orchestral scores. so. I think the soundtrack for Mishima um, is is really, really, it's one of the best, I think, scores ever written. Um, Strange movie, too. Good movie. (laughs) It's uh, Paul Schrader, right? Oh, Uh, Oh, okay. Paul Schrader. Um, I recommend it. Like, it's commitment, and there's a lot going on. Really gorgeous movie to look at, too, Mm -hmm. and the score is incredibly powerful. Kind of pulls
3: it all together. It's a lot of Paul Schrader movies probably. So sometimes they're hard. Like I love First Reformed, but it's sort of a hard, sometimes yeah. it's kind mm-hmm. of a hard movie to recommend people sit down to for watch. sure. But you yeah. have to be careful like yeah. who you're recommending mm-hmm. it to right. mostly. Sure. Like, sure. like my parents are not going to like no. First Reformed. Yeah. So, so really I hard one to watch.
2: Uh, is there a movie that you were so excited to see and it was a complete letdown for you?
0: Yeah, I mean I think that has happened many times unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I think especially these days I feel I'm, the movies I'm, tend to enjoy are the ones I kind of had don't have expectations mm-hmm. for don't really know what I, what is this going to be um I think one of the most recent ones that I was really excited for because they you know these days they're wizards in terms of taking a not great movie and making an incredible looking trailer for it mm-hmm. <laughs> so the first of the the recent um uh, uh, new American Godzilla movies um, oh. I forget what the first one was called was uh, it just the King it just, of Monsters, yeah, something? well, there yeah. was
3: Godzilla, and then there was King of Monsters, and oh, then,
0: right. yeah, the first one, that trailer for that looked incredible yeah. like, yeah. oh, this is gonna be terrific, this is exactly what you need to do movie, not so much, you mm-hmm. know, and I haven't watched all of those, I haven't really loved, and i I really enjoy Godzilla movies. I thought Shin Godzilla, the the most recent Japanese one from a few years ago was mm-hmm. um was terrific, I loved it. But the American ones not so much. Yeah. Was that
2: the one that was like two th- in 2014? Maybe with Bryan oh, Cranston. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought, yeah. Then they had okay. A one I they was thinking Godzilla like the other one Kong. from like 2000, yeah. Yeah. and then I forgot about that one. I with Brian Cranston. Didn't yeah.
1: Hate, I didn't see the second one. I saw the first one and then the versus Kong one. I didn't think they were that bad. They were okay.
3: They're. I think that they're fun. They almost did the rev- like. Uh, they took what sort of was a in my opinion a failing of the Brian Cranston Godzilla, where it's like. There's a lot of build-up to fights that don't happen. It's like you see Godzilla running, and then all of a sudden they cut to like the next day, and they'll show like clips on like the news or whatever. And you're just kind of like, why aren't we seeing Godzilla fighting these monsters? And then the next ones are like a lot more fighting, and yeah. not as much, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Yeah, and they've struggled to kind of make me care about any of the actual people. Yeah, exactly. Those yeah. Movies. So you know, yeah. kind of either give me people to care about or just give me monsters. Yeah. For each other. <laughs> I did. I thought the the first. Kong, that Skull Island was pretty good. Yeah, I, I like that it. one. Even though there's like 30 too many characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there
1: were a lot. Well, I mean, you needed more people to kill off than. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Did they kill them Only all? Only so, off, so yeah, many could sure. fit on the boat. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: it's a big ass
0: boat. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what was the last movie or TV uh, series that you watched?
0: Um, Well, the I give I'll give you both. Like the last movie I saw was Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, which I which I enjoyed, like the, you know, the, I think they did a great job paying tribute to Chadwick Boseman and that and kind of um, bringing in Namor and the, the undersea stuff. Um, I thought that movie was really fun. I'm a big Ryan Coogler fan. And then the last TV show I watched was the was Interview with the Vampire, which oh I'd seen those trailers and thought, oh, I'm not really interested in that. I mean, I loved those books back in the day but i'd heard people raving about it so i watched the first episode and i think burned through the whole season in like a week which really? i pretty much never do sure. i'm like yeah. anti binging mm-hmm. it's like no we need to stop and savor this yeah. you know before we move on to the, that one i was like oh well, like i want to keep going yeah. so it's it's i was really impressed with
3: with that i i
0: highly recommend
3: it That's a good year. I was just talking to my mom about it, and she asked if I was going to watch it. And I was like, I don't know. There's a lot of shows that I'm behind on and haven't started. And
1: you're the first uh, person I've talked to that has seen it. Yeah, that's exciting.
3: Well, well, I can I can pass this along to my mom. Yeah, they're going to do like
0: a whole you know Anne Rice universe at AMC because they're doing the witches show too, Mm -hmm. which I think comes out pretty
3: soon. That's right. It's pretty cool. So you gave us uh, you gave me three movies that are considered I guess favorites or important. Um, And your first one was Full Metal Jacket.
0: Yeah, and that one, you know, that I have a personal connection to, and that, um, like I talked about, I grew up in kind of the backwoods of Alabama. I didn't, there weren't people around who wrote for a living. The one guy who, who was, was my cousin, Gus Hasford, who um, he was a, um, from the same neck of the woods as I was. He was a, a Vietnam vet, he was a combat correspondent during Vietnam. So from that, he wrote a book called The Short Timers, which is what Full Metal Jacket was based on. Oh, that's really cool. Um, and then he, you know, worked on the got a credit on the screenplay with, with Stanley Kubrick and Michael Herr. Um, so I've, Gus was, you know, a lot older than me. He was my mom's nephew, but he was older than, than she was. Um, well, so I only met him in person, I think, three times. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of those times I remember he and I sitting in the back of my dad's truck reading comics together. But Gus was a bigger-than-life character. Kind of, you know, he dropped out of high school. Very Mm -hmm. self-educated guy. Read voraciously. Could talk at length about kind of any subject. Um, Read so so voraciously that he spent time in jail for stealing hundreds of library books from libraries around the country
1: for stealing library books.
0: Yeah, he liked to say they were just overdue. But you, you
1: should—I yeah. mean, you shouldn't like, get somebody in trouble for that. You should be like, "Oh, good for you! Yeah, like, yeah way yeah, to Reed. be a, yeah. Yeah, a voracious so, reader." He's not
0: wrong;
3: they just are overdue. Yeah. You know? I
0: think when you have seven hundred or so <laughs> of them, they, they look at it differently. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and he—you know—he died in the '90s, so kind of before I was old enough to um, talk to him seriously mm-hmm. about, "Hey, I want to write to," um, but yeah, he was a huge influence on me um after he died i kind of started to spend a lot of time researching his life and putting his writings together created a website through that i got to meet uh his group of combat marine combat correspondents from like 68 and hung out with those guys went to their reunions so from all that i you know i had the idea to write a vietnam war comic which is that's was my first real book that I did back in 2006. It's called The Other Side. That was my first full f- published comic series, so it was very much dedicated to Gus and to to those other combat correspondents. So that you know, kind of all goes back to, to Full Metal Jacket was very mm-hmm. much the thing that put him on the map.
3: That's really cool. And the movie itself, too, you just... Uh, that's It's nice that you, I guess, also just really like the movie then, because sometimes if you have that attachment, it's probably hard to...
0: For sure, and it you know it, it like I mean Kubrick as a director was, you know Stephen King hates The Shining right, right. like he's he's the guy who'd, who'd take when he adapted something he adapted it he was going to make it his mm-hmm. own so, the first like the boot camp stuff from Full Metal Jacket is pretty much straight out of, Gus's book, the Vietnam stuff you know the, divulges in some big places, um, so it's not a perfect adaptation of the short timers but I still think it's. Um, one of the best war movies
3: ever made. Mm-hmm. Agreed.
1: I had a hard time watching that when I watched it like several years ago.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was definitely a film school movie that mm-hmm. we watched. We didn't have to watch it in class, but it was like other film students were like, you've never seen Full Metal yeah. Jacket? And then we watched it. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was, yeah, but it's great. Vincent D'Onofrio in that movie, man. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> He's really, really good.
3: Um, what's a, what's another movie you gave it?
0: I, uh, Boogie Nights? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge Paul Thomas Anderson fan. Um, uh, I, I probably do prefer like his earlier stuff when he's sure. a little more of a that's of that's a narrative.
3: Yeah, that's how I feel.
0: Um, but, but Boogie Nights in particular, like I I, I kind of love I, lo- I love any movies that have like an epic scope, mm-hmm. and that one does. You know, you you get the rise and fall of all these characters. There's a lot of crazy characters, a lot of you know, wild stuff that happens in that movie, but. I love that at the end of the day, it's it's really just a movie about family, right? Mm-hmm. Like about this weird found family, not just the people, you know, who are your family by blood. We see kind of a lot of characters in that movie have issues with those people, you know, especially uh, Mark Wahlberg's characters who, you know, doesn't get along with his parents at mm-hmm. all. But then he finds his way into this collection of complete oddballs who very much become this beautiful little family, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that family gets challenged and broken apart, but then when you see them come back together um, at the end, I think it's really powerful. Like there's so many scenes in that movie that I think are just uh, so intense and chilling and, mm-hmm. and beautiful, incredible performances. Like the cast of that movie is really oh, it's insane, amazing. Yeah. I think there are times you can just watch Philip Seymour Hoffman in the background of yeah, that movie yeah. when he doesn't even have a line. Like watch what he's doing. Um, like the, that's one of those movies that kind of never gets old.
1: It's funny when we were talking about um, movies that you go into the theater and you're just like, what did I just watch? The one that came to my mind was Magnolia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: I'm yeah, sure absolutely. you probably love that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that You know, just like I talked about having the experience of watching eyes wide shut in a yeah, full theater yeah. people, same exact same experience.
3: <laughs> that I watched Magnolia. Magnolia and I was just like, what <laughs> i'm watching yeah.
1: what's going on and i like, couldn't get through it, it was and it's so very long too, it so, it too is. yeah i mean that was like the two vhs yeah when it came oh, out wow. and it was like yeah. okay you gotta get up and put the other vhs in or the other yeah
0: PTA. have you gone
3: back to try it again i
1: haven't because oh, i'm, you I'm not i'm not yeah. the huge pta fan right so um we, we
3: talk about this a lot uh bookie
1: nights is one that i do yeah. like,
3: though yeah. yeah yeah his his early stuff for me is well i like boogie nights is just one of my favorite movies in general and i was actually really late to magnolia and only watched it a couple years ago and i really really liked it despite it being three hours and Mm -hmm. but it's so epic in in scope and so like there's a lot of ideas in there and he's doing a lot and and i think most of it works at least and um plus like i mean i love seeing john c Riley in anything and uh but, um, and I like his most recent stuff. It's just, it's kind of wild to think that you go from Boogie Nights to like uh, The Master, you mm-hmm. know, or.
0: Yeah, his more recent stuff is always challenging. Sure. Um, And some of it resonates with me and some mm-hmm. of it I'm still trying to figure yeah. it
3: out.
0: <laughs> uh, but I appreciate, I appreciate, you know, um, directors who make things that are challenging. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because there's so much stuff that comes out that is very much the opposite, right? That's right.
2: I have, a, I have a lot to watch I haven't <laughs> watched I haven't seen Boogie Nights oh that's bananas oh. haven't seen Full Metal Jacket wow now I have to see Crossroads <laughs> so there's that like should be the ad- top of your list really I yeah mean, you
1: could probably push Magnolia down to the bottom <laughs> <laughs> well every, I've heard so many people <laughs> talk yeah. about Boogie Nights yeah. uh,
2: Maybe do you should watch yeah.
0: I mean maybe don't do Boogie Nights and Full Metal Jacket yeah. Yeah. back to back yeah. uh, <laughs> <That'd laughs> maybe like that would be an intense that's evening a really yeah. rough night for you yeah. stick like
1: <laughs> you know Sleeping Beauty or
0: something in your middle like a palate or
3: Crossroads because that's. Yeah, a really yeah. fun
1: like yeah, exactly. good way to break stuff up. So. Boogie
3: Nights is also one I saw way too young but it's so. Okay. I also,
0: I love that Burt Reynolds is, is I think great in that part mm-hmm. and he hated that movie. Yeah. right. Like he complained the whole time seemed ashamed of it after yeah. it came out. Only once he got nominated for Best Supporting Actor did he seem to yeah kind of acknowledge it. So it kind of that all, that all makes me love his performance yeah. even more knowing like he really hated what he was doing yeah. the whole time.
3: I think he. Uh, there's a lot of people uh, theorize that he kind of hurt himself from like or prevented his, himself from winning the Oscar because he was kind of very negative about this movie he was in. And then, oh for sure, yeah, probably didn't help. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of kind of those iconic directors, your third movie falls also in that line of um, directors yes. who make kind of interesting, cool things their own way. And what's your third movie?
0: Moonrise Kingdom. The Wild Left Turn. Anderson. yeah. Yeah, clearly I like directors with very distinctive Got
1: styles. Quentin. Yeah, you mentioned Quentin Tarantino, PTA.
0: Yeah, a back you know if you'd asked me this question um, twenty years ago, it'd probably been three Oliver Stone movies. Like sure, I was a huge Oliver Stone fan. Are um, you a fan
3: of JFK? Uh, yeah, love JFK. Okay, we've, we've been talking like about this a, a lot week this straight. week because <laughs> JFK. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. One of our coworkers <laughs> just rewatched it, and Chris has never seen it. Well, no, no. Well, Drew watches watch a lot, but Kyle specifically. Yeah. Kyle or Chris has never seen it though. Yeah. Um, and so we've been I'm the man who doesn't see things. Yeah, apparently, we've been <laughs> we've been essentially bullying him into watching it, which is.
2: yeah. So you haven't watched it yet? No, Still it? no. I've been like I'm more of a horror movie guy, but then it's like a hard left turn around Christmas time where it's like Lifetime <laughs> cri- and Hallmark Christmas movie. It's my yeah, wife's so, fault. Let's be sure. Real. Let, uh, that's but, what you say. But, but, yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't know what. I'd uh, be interested to hear what you would make of JFK watching yeah. it yeah. for the first time. Now, I mean, it's like an assault on the senses yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the style of that. Absolutely. Time. Yeah. Like, did you see Natural Born Killers?
2: Uh, I've seen parts of it. Uh, some pretty gruesome parts. <laughs> of sure. It. Um, but no, I. But like, just
0: the manic visual style of that is. You know, yeah. JFK is very very similar.
2: Uh, I think the only Oliver Stone movie that I really enjoyed was uh, Any Given Sunday. Oh, um, yeah. But so th- I still need to watch. See, I actually hate that one. Really? Oh, really? <laughs> I'm such
0: a big football fan. And I feel like anytime people try to do a football movie, it's terrible. Like yeah. football <laughs> in that movie looks fake. It's it so looks like people. a yeah. music yeah. video. Nothing feels uh, real. Last Boy what?
1: Scout. Was that one of the football ones? Well,
0: it that, is. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. The
1: beginning. There's The like beginnings. That home- f-
0: Insane. thats a Tony Scott movie, yeah. so I'm kind of expected oh, yeah. to yeah. look like a music yeah. video. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't hate as much, but yeah. Yeah, any given I think I need to
2: re- revisit then any given Sunday because maybe I wouldn't like it as much. I just remember liking Al Pacino's speech in the in He's, the yes, I, he
3: is really good in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry that we we went really far off of Moonrise Kingdom, but I was curious. <laughs> 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 we we're trying so to read I up all of No, it's yeah. okay. Uh, um, what's what's uh, something about Moonrise Kingdom? I guess that makes Where's it so an important.
0: Well, I mean, I, I I'm a huge Wes Anderson fan. I think from the for I think Tin and was the first of his movies I'd seen when that first came out, and I was like, it's one of those things that either clicks for you or it doesn't. Yeah. Right, like I think him in general, people either love mm-hmm. or they're just like, you know, the, that that guy stuff doesn't work for me. Definitely clicked for me right from the beginning. Um, just the I I love his aesthetic. I love the world. I love the characters. Love the dialogue. Soundtracks. everything's such like a. Beautiful, perfect, pretty package for every mm-hmm. one of his movies. Um, If I had to pick one of any of his films that's my favorite, probably Moonrise Kingdom. I think that's the one where he nailed the weirdness of it, but there's just so much heart mm-hmm. in that movie. Um And there's definitely some of that movie in the Once Upon a Time at the End of the World book that I'm working on. Oh, like okay. When I first started thinking about the first arc of that series... I thought well this is like if Wes Anderson had directed Road Warrior right yeah. like that's what that's what I'm going oh, for That's really so cool. That's a good sell. We tried to put some of that aesthetic and some of that kind of heart and quirkiness um I think you get that in the right away in the first issue.
3: Okay, that's awesome. And a uh, a good way to end it then so people can go check that. That's a in my opinion a good sell and not really a comparison that I would have ever expected mm-hmm. for um I would
1: love to see what Wes Anderson yeah. do yeah. like a post-apocalyptic yes. movie yeah. too, with a right? love story. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have a terrific soundtrack. I'll just read your book and hope somebody makes it into yeah. something.
3: Yeah. Jason, thanks so much for coming on and talking to us. And everybody should go check out Once Upon a Time at the End of the World. Thank you. This is thanks fun. for
1: coming. Yeah.